Welcome to the September 21st, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we'll be going over Proverb 21, but before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would give each of them favor with God and with man and help them realize how much you truly love each and every one of them. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverb 21, beginning in verse 1. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the hearts. To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. A haughty look, a proud heart, and the plowing of the wicked are sin. The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty, but those of everyone who is hasty surely to poverty. Getting treasures by a lying tongue is the fleeting fantasy of those who seek death. The violence of the wicked will destroy them because they refuse to do justice. The way of a guilty man is perverse, but as for the pure, his work is right. Better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman. The soul of the wicked desires evil. His neighbor finds no favor in his eyes. When the scoffer is punished, the simple is made wise. But when the wise is instructed, he receives knowledge. The righteous God wisely considers the house of the wicked, overthrowing the wicked for their wickedness. Whoever shuts his ears to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be heard. A gift in secret pacifies anger, and a bribe behind the back strong wrath. It is a joy for the just to do justice, but destruction will come to the workers of iniquity. A man who wanders from the way of understanding will rest in the assembly of the dead. He who loves pleasure will be a poor man. He who loves wine and oil will not be rich. The wicked shall be a ransom for the righteous and the unfaithful for the upright. Better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and angry woman. There is desirable treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man squanders it. He who follows righteousness and mercy finds life, righteousness, and honor. A wise man scales the city of the mighty and brings down the trusted stronghold. Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. A proud and haughty man, scoffer is his name, He acts with arrogant pride. The desire of the lazy man kills him, 
for his hands refuse to labor. He covets greedily all day long, but the righteous gives and does not spare. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination. How much more when he brings it with wicked intent? A false witness shall perish, but the man who hears him will speak endlessly. A wicked man hardens his face, but as for the upright, he establishes his way. There is no wisdom or understanding or counsel against the Lord. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but deliverance is of the Lord. Today I'm going to key in for just a moment on verse 13. And 13 tells us, Whoever shuts his ears to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be heard. That is really a powerful scripture. And we'll be looking at that a little bit in our study of James. I began the study of James in last week's podcast So if you have not had a chance, and if you enjoy the book of James, I invite you to go back to last Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday's podcasts, and I split chapter one into three different podcasts because there's so much information in the book of James, and I'm doing the same this week. If you did not listen to yesterday's podcast, I spoke on the first nine verses of chapter two, and today we will be picking up there as well. So we are going to read from chapter two of James, beginning in verse 10. For whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all. For he who said, Do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. Now if you do not commit adultery, but you do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak and so do as those who will be judged by the law of liberty. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, that you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. I'm going to look at a letter to the Romans, which St. Paul wrote, and Paul understood this when he penned the epistle to the Romans He says in chapter 3, verse 23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Friends, 
I'm going to tell you that no matter how much effort we put into living perfect lives, I'm telling you, you are doomed for failure. None of us are perfect, even though we may try to be perfect, but we all are going to fall short. And unfortunately, the people who usually are going to take the brunt of the mistakes we make are the ones who are closest to us. That's unfortunate, but it's usually our spouse or our children or our parents or our employers. But the people that we are in communication with the most, those are the people that we are going to tend to let down. So no matter how hard you try, and basically the gist of why I'm telling you all this is for us to realize that we do have need of a Savior. That is why Jesus had to come to this world. He knew in advance why he was coming. God knew in advance the sins of the world and how human people were. He knew that. But once the great flood was ended, he made a covenant promise with Noah that none of this would happen again. That is why God had to send his only son, Jesus Christ, to earth for us so that by dying on a cross for us, all of the sins of mankind for all time would be forgiven. The second point I'd like to bring up is that mercy triumphs over judgment. And let's go back to verse 12 of chapter 2. So speak and so do as those who will be judged by the law of liberty, for judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Let's take a quick look at the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 7, verses 1 and 2. And Matthew tells us, Judge not, that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Friends, this is a directive. This is not a suggestion. These are the actual words of Jesus. Matthew penned these words, but these are the words of Jesus, and he told us, we are not to judge. Jesus had a tendency to show mercy. We should also follow the lead of Jesus. And instead of judging people, let's try to become in a habit of showing mercy to people who do things against us that we wish they wouldn't have done. Jesus showed mercy. I'm thinking about the woman caught in adultery. Jesus had compassion on her. Here he was, and they were, she was thrown in front of him in the synagogue. And he said, oh, goodness. 
He had mercy on her. Let's follow the example of Jesus. And finally, my third point I'd like to make is faith without works is dead. I'm going to read verses 14 through 17 again. And if you have the ability, if you are sitting in a chair, please close your eyes and I want you to think about these words and ponder them as I go over verses 14 through 17 again. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. James is telling us here that we are to have compassion on people who need help. James, remember, was raised in the household where Jesus was raised. During this time, there were many, many people who lived in that city and were poor, as there are almost everywhere we go today. We cannot overlook the poor and just totally pretend that they don't exist. If you have the ability to see someone and you see they need help and they ask for it, and if you say, well, I've got faith, you know, be well, but don't do anything to help them, James is telling us that it profits nothing and faith without works is dead. We need to follow through and we need to help those in need who ask help of us. Let's quickly go back to our proverb today and I think we can tie this in pretty well with what we just read. In Proverb 21, in verse 13, it says, Whoever shuts his ears to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be heard. I've mentioned Galatians 6, 7 many times. It says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Friends, that is what James is telling us. That is what Solomon is telling us here in that this proverb, that if we shut our ears to the cry of the poor, when we need help, we will not get the help we need either. We need to sow into the poor, and if we do that, we will reap rewards for doing it. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Friends, if there are anyone listening today, and if you've never taken that step, I invite you to say a simple prayer after me today. If you would enjoy doing that, please repeat after me. 
Father God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to earth. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to earth and giving us an example of how we are to live our lives. You showed mercy on those who needed mercy. You showed compassion on those who needed compassion. You were willing to die on a cross so that everyone listening to this podcast today would be able to be free from their sin. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. By doing that, you have put us in right standing with you. We now have the ability to boldly go to God in prayer and ask whatever we have need of. Jesus, I invite you into my heart. I ask that you teach me and lead me and guide me from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if any of you said that prayer, please reach out to me in a quick email at Bill Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, 0807 at protonmail, M-A-I-L, dot com. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.